Hi there, you're listening to the Paralegals on Fire podcast show where you'll be getting tips and actionable strategies that you can use right now to fast track your paralegal career. I'm your host, Ann Pearson, former paralegal and paralegal manager who left big law in the concrete jungle to start my own company, the Paralegal Bootcamp, where we give online courses that help paralegals make more money, increase their job security, and cut out the learning curve. All right, let's jump right into today's episode. How much do you love drafting billable time entries? Oh, don't we all? (laughs) Trying to figure out how do we describe what we just did? We spent four hours. We know it was valuable work to the client, but now we have to sit down and describe it. Or worse yet, you spent a point one doing the task, and now it takes you a point one to figure out how to describe it. In today's episode, I'm going to give you three quick tips for drafting billable time entries. And it's an example of something that I teach inside the Billable Hour Bootcamp. All right, let's jump right in. Number one, change your mindset about your billable time. What mindset? Well, that mindset that it's an administrative task that gets done when you've finished all of your other important work. Entering your billable time is not just an administrative task that you're burdened with that gets in the way of doing your actual work. If you're a paralegal working in a firm that bills time to clients, then drafting billable time entries is part of your job, part of your, quote, actual work. That's the same way as drafting a contract or filing that e-brief. Look, don't shoot the messenger here. I'm just telling you, It is part of your job responsibility. And so change your mindset. Think of it more like this is part of what I do every single day. And it's got to be done. Just like filing that e-brief, just like getting ready for trial. Okay. Number two, know all of the ins and outs of your timekeeping software. And if I could capitalize the all right? Know all of the ins and outs of your timekeeping software. I can't tell you the number of times that I've been inside a law firm doing a live session of the Bill Blower Bootcamp, and half of the people in the room didn't know that their firm's time entry software could do XYZ function. They just learned the basics of it when they first started at the firm or when a new program was rolled out. In other words, They just learned enough to get by and get the job done. The problem with that is that you could be taking longer than necessary to get your billable time entries into the system, which that's why it seems like it's such a burden. It takes you longer to do things. For example, using it to create shortcuts and templates so that it takes less time to input your time. Also, the timekeeping system might have other functions that could help you track time better, Maybe create reports on your billable time. Create reports on your administrative time so that you could see where am I spending my non-billable time and is there something I could do to improve that. My advice is to get to know the ins and outs of your timekeeping software just like you do all of the other software tools that you use on a daily basis. Get in there and watch those boring video tutorials, but watch them. You'll thank me. I promise. Number three, 
your billable time entries should answer at least two questions, at least. What are those two questions? What and why? Those are the two questions, what and why. Did you know that journalists use the 5W1H method as a way to know that they have a complete story? Their story has to answer who, what, when, where, why, and how. Who was involved? What happened? When did it happen? Where did it happen? Why did they do it? Or why did it happen? And how did this happen? Think about some of those questions when you're drafting your time entry. How can I show the real value of the work that I did to the client? Well, first you got to show it to the billing partner so that it doesn't get written off before it ever goes on the actual bill. And then how can I show the real value to the client? So the main questions that your actual time entry need to answer are the why and the what. Why did you do it? And what did you do? Did you review something? Okay, but a client really doesn't want to pay for you to review something just for the sake of reviewing something. Review an analysis of documents for the sake of what? Why are you charging me, the client, to review my documents that I just gave to the attorney? That's where the why comes in. And the why is really the most important question that you can answer because the why is what the client is asking. Why should I pay my law firm's paralegal to do XYZ? Why is she or he doing this work on my file? So the when question, obviously the when question is usually answered automatically in the timekeeping system when you're entering it. The what question, ask yourself, what did I actually do? And one of the ways that you can answer that better and more efficiently and effectively is if you're entering your time contemporaneous with doing the work. Because then you remember all of the, quote, what's that you did. Here's a perfect example. Review and analyze client documents. Why? Instead, how about review an analysis of client documents to remove any potential privileged and confidential information prior to producing to the plaintiffs? That's an important why. That's valuable to the client. They want their documents reviewed and they want to make sure that privileged documents or confidential documents don't go to the other side. So always add in a why. Don't ever just have the what in a time entry. When you're describing the what, describe what it is that you're actually doing. Let me give you another example. Let's say you're reviewing and comparing licensing agreements and you're reviewing a particular section in all of these license agreements that the client sent over. Maybe they've got dozens or hundreds of these licensing agreements. And what are you reviewing them for? What is the substantive thing that might happen from that? Maybe when you're reviewing them, you're also preparing a chart, some type of comparison chart, maybe a licensing tracking chart, whatever it is. So think about maybe not only what did you do, but what was the result of it? Did it result in something that the client could see, feel, or touch? Make sure to include that in your time entry because your time was spent on something tangible that the client can see. It might be called a 
license provision comparison chart. So you put all that stuff in Microsoft Excel or in a table in Word, and it allowed you to better analyze those licensing agreements. Or maybe it was a timeline. When you're reviewing those client documents, are you trying to get a handle on what happened when? Then prepare a timeline. Don't just review them and then keep all that information in your brain or on a notepad. Put it in a timeline. Maybe you extract them and put them into a case chronology. I hope you get where I'm going here with this. It's something tangible. You're reviewing them for what reason? And what are you preparing? What's the result of what you're doing? Is it something that you could, if the client wanted to, see, feel, or touch? All right, so remember, ask the questions, who, what, when, where, why, and how, that are going to allow you to start drafting the billable time entry. But then make sure that every single time entry that you draft has at least the answers to the questions, what did you do and why did you do it? And the rest is going to be easy. Well, not easy, but it will be a little bit easier for you. Think about it from the client's perspective. Why do I want to pay this lawyer or this paralegal to do this work for me? Well, why should you care about your billable time entries? I guess that's another question you could ask, right? If you're like so many of us, you started your first position at a law firm, maybe years ago even, and you were told you have to bill X number of hours to the client files per year. But no one told you exactly how to do that. They just expected that you would figure it out. Then you moved on maybe to another law firm, your second position, and no one told you there how to do it either. But you got a few more tips here and there. And that's even though your bonus might depend on it, your raise might depend on it, and your job security could definitely depend on it. You're not alone. I'm telling you, I've been in the legal industry for over 30 years now, my entire professional life right out of college. And it's given me the opportunity to meet thousands and thousands of legal professionals across the country that are in all different roles, associate, junior partner, managing partner, paralegals, litigation support, legal assistants. And I can tell you in all of those years, I've never met a single person, not one, who went to work for a law firm and received comprehensive time entry training that made them feel confident that they were doing it correctly. That's why I developed the Bill Blower Bootcamp. Because I believe that if your wallet, your livelihood, maybe your career security depends on you getting X number of billable hours per year, then you should be given every tool possible to do that. Now, you might be thinking, well, Anne, I don't have any control over the amount of work that the attorneys give me. I'm going to show you in the course, in the Bill Blower Bootcamp, I show paralegals how there are five strategies, things that you do have control over, things that you could do. And in fact, I start out with these strategies that show how you're probably already doing the billable hours or putting in the billable hours that's necessary to meet that annual goal. You're just leaving a lot of them on the table. It's what I call ghosting your billable hours. It means you're already doing the work. You're just unknowingly doing things that lose billable hours. They never make it into the timekeeping system. So that's what I go through in the Bill Blower Bootcamp with people. And I'm amazed at some of the results that I see because literally paralegals will look at these different strategies and think, 
I had no idea I was doing this. I had no idea that I was ghosting my own billable hours. And what's cool is we jump on some live coaching calls throughout the year. They're Q&A sessions, but I call them coaching calls. And people jump in and ask questions and you learn from each other. It's just a really great experience for paralegals. I've got paralegals, legal assistants, and associates inside the Bill Blower Bootcamp. So now one thing I would warn you before you go Googling it, it's not open year round. It is opening up for enrollment in July for a short period of time, but it will close unless you're a law firm manager who wants live training. I do the live training for law firms. Law firms come to me and will say, we want you know, you to present to our entire group. And I do that throughout the year, but it's not available year round. So you can go to paralegalbillablehour.com to learn more about the course. Okay, back to the tips. Now, I know I called this three quick tips or three tips, but just as I was talking about that, I thought about a fourth one. So let me add in a bonus number four, and I'm probably not going to change the title of it. I'm just going to keep it three tips. And then if you stuck around to the end, you get this fourth bonus tip. Remember, number one was change your mindset about your billable time entry. Change your mindset. Remember that it's part of your job responsibility. Two was to get to know all of the ins and outs of that timekeeping software system. And number three was to make sure that every one of your time entries answers at least the question, what and why? So bonus tip number four is, if you're struggling to draft a time entry for something that you feel like, "Mm, maybe it was a little clerical, but you're sitting there at your computer trying to come up with a way to describe it that makes it sound billable. If you're doing that, if you're struggling to make it sound billable, it's probably not billable. So ask yourself, that point one filing that you did this morning, is it the best use of your time spending another point one or worse, a point two, trying to figure out how to describe that work in a way that makes it sound billable? No. And I won't even get into the ethics of it at this point. Just ask yourself, am I struggling to draft the time entry because maybe it wasn't billable after all? And I'm just trying to come up with a way to make it sound billable? If that's the case, is it the best use of your time? All right, that's it for today. If you want some help with your billable hours, go to paralegalbillablehour.com. I'll see you next week. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, hit the subscribe button in whatever platform you're listening. And please take a quick minute and leave a review of the podcast and share this episode with just one colleague or friend who you think would benefit from what we discussed today. Share the knowledge and the entire paralegal profession elevates. See you next week. Bye for now.